And think about the leadership in the world and the leadership that we have in terms of health officials here in this country. Tam, Davila, Henry, Hinshaw, Yaffe, some of the names of the medical officials, all incredibly capable and effective women, strong communicators. Christopher Freeland, obviously the strongest front branch performer for the federal liberals and universally respected, absolutely right across political lines. You've heard Doug Ford sing her praises. And even if you, you know, think that the liberals are a terrible government, I think you have to admit that Ms. Freeland has been a bright spot for the government. And think about in New Zealand, the prime minister there, 39-year-old, who is in charge of that country, has won rave reviews for her response. Angela Merkel in Germany, a champion of rational politics in a time when democracy and Western liberal values are under threat. Now, what does that all mean for younger women who are thinking about perhaps either a career in public service and medical officers of health, um, you know, communicator to the people, or maybe a political, a political career? Well, there's a new book about that. It's called In Good Hands. Remarkable female politicians from around the world who showed up, spoke out, and made change. And the author of the book, Stephanie McKendrick, is on the line, joins me today on the program. Welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So when you talk about, when you talk to, pardon me, remarkable female politicians around the world, is there a common theme of what they say about what has made them remarkable and successful in the world of politics? Um, I would say that each story is somewhat different, but there are some uh, common threads. I think the women who are leading countries, for instance, um, they are remarkable. And in many cases uh, where they are breaking ground as women leaders, you have to be remarkable to to get to a position of leading a country. But I think they also um, have, you know, they've had tremendous courage, uh, I think, I've seen uh, often that women get into politics because of a particular issue, and it's not always a popular one, but they, they, uh, they're prepared to do battle on, on issues. So uh, some common threads, but they're, they're very determined, and, uh, you know, they have a, they, I think they come at leadership somewhat differently. Much was made of the experience of both Hillary Clinton and also in this province of Kathleen Wynne and... You know, the response to their leadership uh, and, you know, their election campaigns being, uh, you know, the, the reaction against them perhaps being women much more uh, strident. Or, pardon, let me back up there and say this again, uh, that there was some anger in the electorate towards both of those female politicians. And the the common belief was that, that younger women were going to take that lesson away and say, you know what, there's absolutely no way I am going to get in that line of fire. Yeah, it, it is tough. And, and one of the things that I did talk about a lot in the book and with the, the women politicians is you have to be able to handle criticism. And that's true if you're male or female. But I think particularly um, for women, I had a, you know, Ronna Ambrose was one of the key people featured in the book. And she said, you just have to have a thick skin. And you have to be prepared for it and you have to pre- be prepared to deal with it. But don't let it stop you. You know, deal with it and, and 
make a difference, get engaged. And, uh, you know, I think what we're seeing with um, the coronavirus is interesting in, in that uh, the women leaders of countries are doing, I think, a, a spectacular job. And it's um, providing what I would call, an, an, you know, a new normal in terms of, you know, good leadership. I think it's really good for young women to have seen women leaders of countries doing just a fabulous job. In, in managing a very difficult uh, and challenging situation. Do you think that young women are put off, though, by the reception that women running for politics, you know, get sometimes, you know, the hate, what we see on Twitter, that sort of thing? I think it's hard, and I think it's harder for women, frankly, than it is for men, but it, it, it's a problem uh, across the board. But it, it seems to me, and this is what um, the, the women uh, politicians were telling me, that it's particularly vile for women. It, it's, it's a whole notch more. So, you know, it's, it's a question for democracy um, in that, you know, if you attack people who, who step forward to put forward their ideas and put themselves forward for leadership, if everyone gets attacked to a point where it's personally not, you know, sustainable or manageable, uh, it's not just a, a, a problem for women, it's a problem for democracy. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. But I think on a on a personal level, I can tell you, you know, I, I work with a co-anchor, Farah Nasser, on Global News, and we anchor the news together at 5.30 and 6. And there is a there is a significant difference in the response that I get. I mean, if I say something that upsets people, I you know, I, I hear about it, but generally they don't come after, you know, how I look, or that nobody talks about what I'm wearing, or, you know, or, or my ethnic background, or, you know, makes threats against me. And she gets that all the time. It is a significantly different kind of thing to be a woman uh, in a public sphere. Yes, I, I would agree with that. It's, um, there's a much narrower line that women have to walk, and it's, it's changing. And I think the, the leadership examples will help this. But, you know, it's a very narrow line between uh, not you know, not strong enough leadership or too pushy and, and strident between, uh, you know, you know, looking good, looking too good, you're a Barbie doll. Um, you know, Kath, uh, Catherine McKenna ran into that, you know, climate Barbie. Uh, it's very personal with women. And I think with men, uh, because men are the normal, if they don't do something you like or you're disappointed, you don't agree with them, it's, it's kind of normal course of events. If it's a woman... It's more like you see what happens with women and it seems somehow, you know, threatening, I guess, because it just seems to provoke, as you say, this vitriol that is uh, extremely aggressive, personal wounding and has nothing to do with the job that that the, the woman is in. What are you hoping that young women who read your book will take away from it? I think there's a uh, absolute opportunity for leadership uh, from Right when you're in school, whether you would like to have an impact as class president uh, or student council uh, to local council, uh, I think women, uh, young women need to know that women can lead. They do lead. They're good at leadership. Uh, some are better than others, just like men. Um, but they should never rule themselves out. Just never say, this is not something for me because I'm a girl or a woman. Um, they have something to contribute. And so in the book, I try to encourage them to figure out where their interests are, what their strengths are, and how to apply those. 
The book is In Good Hands, Remarkable Female Politicians from Around the World Who Showed Up, Spoke Out, and Made Change. The author, Stephanie McKendrick. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you.